let's get ready to throw down welcome to the show everybody <laughs> yeah, all right <laughs> um let's get in the swing of it we've had some interesting conversations before we turn the mics on but uh Whew. we're here today to talk about why people buy and where a lot of people get things wrong and where they get kind of off track right and it used to be there was a huge gap between people who were selling one way versus people selling the other way. But, you know, it seems like now more and more people are talking about the kind of things that we have all learned and put into practice and stuff like that. And it kind of falls into two camps in, in my version of this, right? There's features and benefits. And then there is trying to uncover pain. Value. Or pain points or concerns or anything else like this, right? You know, and you call it value. Um, so... Most people, right? And and the hard part about features and benefits, right, is you're making a substantial assum- assumption that they see value in the thing that you are pitching and talking about. And okay. the example that I talk about is, you know, you buy the car from the car lot. A year later, they call you back and say, hey, I got this year's model. You can have the same payment, but it's got leather. When do you want to come in? Features. Features. Benefits. Right? You're assuming I see a ton of value in leather. Right. And I live in Texas. I don't. I don't yep. want leather. So let's talk about. Or you're thing. assuming I have a pain over my previous purchase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well assume is a great word. This is features and benefits. Yeah. You didn't ask me if right. I totally was having a problem anything. with the last sale that you, the last $70,000 I just spent mm-hmm. with you. Right. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, if you're talking about big ticket item. Go fuck yourself. I just spent 70 last year. What do you want? Another 75 this year? Mm-hmm. So I have an issue with that. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think what you're you know, alluding to here is that people sell all these things that we've been trained to sell, right? That, that I have the greatest product and I do this the best. And they use those big buzzwords of always and only and best. And, and, and that, that is features and benefits to me. Mm-hmm. But the problem is... Is that not everybody needs that? Or you bought or before, you'll buy again. Yeah, absolutely. Just so, on auto, like, resubscription, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I would say that most salespeople out there today, I see them every day. I work with some of them. The, they pitch that, right? We we are the best. We're, we're the only ones that you should use. And uh, maybe that's not what the customer wants, Right. How do, how do you uncover that, what the customer actually wants? Yeah, right? Because the 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 trick, in my opinion, is you got to have the conversation so that way you can build enough trust and rapport so that way they, will, they feel comfortable actually sharing what is important to them and what they're missing and where the gaps are in their business if you're in a B2B sale and things like that. Keyword, trust. I you mean, have yeah. to build the trust. It's so important. Cool. Or sharing. Sharing is caring. You know, so... <laughs> are you a bear with a little... Carrying on your tummy. You know, uh, Al, a couple episodes ago, brought up a really good point of when he went to buy a truck, right? Mm -hmm. He went to buy a truck, a a $70,000 Write a check. Write a check. Hey, this is it. Didn't do it. I'm done. I've made my decision before I walk on the lot. And he got turned away by a very traditional sales pitch of, I have to get through this monologue because that's what I've been trained to do. You are 100% right. And the fact is, is that... You didn't need that. You just needed to buy a truck mm-hmm. and had one simple question of why are you here today or what are you looking to do to get out of this situation? You'd wrote a check, but you didn't. No. Right? And he uh. didn't because he didn't get respect from the 
salesperson. Yeah. You have to respect your client. Your well, so I think I think that's part of it. He the, was addressing his agenda versus yeah. you're, you're exactly right. Absolutely, that's all that that's was about getting his needs met. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes, right. and I wasn't buying that. And that's kind of the opposite of the way that Literally we all not sell. buying that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Around being more of the consultant. Like, help me understand. Show me what's going on in your world, in your business, and let me see if I can help. Because if the guy had said, is that all the money you have that you can put towards this project? Yeah. I'd have said, initially, initially, I'd mm-hmm. have said, yes. And he just said, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say no. Yeah. Right? He wouldn't have pulled the, well, rebate, and if you do yeah. this, and if you do that, mm-hmm. and if you jump through 10 damn hoops, if he just said, I'm sorry, I can't do that deal, what should we do now? Absolutely. How fucking honest would that have been? No, I just said, great. so you mean I need more money? Yeah, I, th- I think the no matter what industry you're in or what sales you're in, one of the first questions that you're going to get asked by a customer is, what's it cost? Absolutely. So... There's a lot of answers to that question. That's a very uh, clouded, you know, question to answer. One thing you can't, you know, I I could do that. I could say, oh, it costs $2,000 an hour Mm -hmm. or whatever to do this service. But I don't know that because I don't know what his service is that he needs. I don't know what solution I'm trying to solve. I'm guessing based on somebody said, what's it take for you guys to come over here and do this project? Well, for sure. If I give an answer, that's features and benefits. If I dig and figure out what it is he's actually trying to do, and I provide a solution that has cost at the end of it, that's digging on pain and providing a solution and value. And it's also qualifying them to make sure that their expectations line up with your uh, yeah. with your values and how you guys right. deliver. I, th- I think that's a whole, yeah, it's sure. being a detective. Oh, okay. Out. So think about it this way. Building a house, buying a car that has is on the expensive end with mm-hmm. a lot of features and benefits. What do you really need? Once you know my pain or you understand what my my buying instincts are, what do I need to make me feel happy as a buyer? Right? That I'm, I'm satisfied with this purchase. I'm not afraid to spend the money. Yeah. I and when you're talking about in business. Most businesses aren't afraid to spend money, or you shouldn't be calling on them, yeah, right, if, mm-hmm. if you're addressing an issue. So when you start looking at why should they even be at if, – if they go to cost, then I think your natural reaction should be, well, I haven't clearly understood how I can fulfill your need. No, I agree. One of the questions that I that I used to say a lot in, in the website world is, you know, whenever we talked about budget and say, hey – just real quick, you know, what I've found is that some people want the wish list and they're okay kind of expanding the budget if we can meet everything on the wish list. And then some people, this is all they can afford to spend and we need to make it fit. Curious, where do you see yourself between those two things? That's where we do it. Right? And then right then, I, I'm, I'm so far past the conversation around, well, we'll talk about cost later, right? Which is dismissive and breaks the yeah. trust that you've worked so damn hard to build yeah. up to that point in the conversation. True. So don't be dismissive, right? Because it's their concerns. Their concerns are valid, just like our concerns as salespeople are valid. And I go back to don't run your agenda, address their agenda. Yeah. Well, and and if they're bringing that up constantly, cost, 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 what's it cost, 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 that's a pain, guys. That That's something that you need to focus towards, to dig at, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. So if they talked about quality, 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 then you would you would... Because you know, when you say cost, 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 I'm thinking limited budget, limited budget, limited budget. I I agree with that. Uh, Where when you say 
what are my features? What can I get? Sure. Then I'm thinking, all right, they want value for their dollar. Yeah. Right. It's a three-legged stool, right? That if you've been in sales or in business for any length of time, right? Yeah. Speed, quality, quality. and price. Yep. We'll right? Pick two. Agree. Pick two. Right. You can't have all three. Right. You're not going to get the lowest price with the best quality as fast as you can get it. You can have one of the you can have two of the three, but you're not gonna have all three. So which one are you willing to budge on? It's like being in a back alley in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I knew I knew I was gonna hit a nerve with you. Something was gonna spark some in. I, I have no idea what that means. But. I think it was called Patia Beach, Thailand, not Bangkok. But same oh difference. my gosh. All so right. um let's talk about the other side of things, right? Is that you're working for a company and what what and and happens at least for me and some of the bigger companies that I've worked with, because I've done some skipping around in the same industry, but for different competitors, right, or different companies inside the same thing, right? Like I I worked for AT and T and I worked for Sprint and I also worked for T Mobile, right? Man, you made the gamut, quite, wow. quite the, the big resume. three. I worked for the big three at at twenty six years old without a college degree and kind of like more or less kind of fresh out of the army and, ma- and making pretty solid bank as a retail sales rep. Oh man, yeah. I, why? Knew, why and, would I leave? And you knew shit. Oh man, I, I if you put me in that role now, I would murder. Yep. Right. But here's the deal: I wouldn't go to that role because it's a retail role, and I'm and I'm limited to what I can deal with with what comes in off the street. I'm not going to put myself in that position ever, yep. ever again. But you learned a lot from being in that position, right? Yeah. Uh, I. When when I think about my 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 entire no. s- my, yes. hold on no. hold on yes. hold on here's the deal, mm-hmm. uh, I left AT and T specifically right because because that was the last one in the wireless world for me thinking that I knew a lot about sales right thinking that I had it all figured out because they they send you to some, to some training and stuff like this and it's here's the deal it's features and benefits and product training it's not sales training right it's Oh, ask ask open ended open ended questions and try to corral them into like an easy close. Do they use the word corral? Absolutely. Oh, I love yeah. it. I the love guy it. who trained me was like he he was he was going to be a baseball umpire and he didn't make the cut. So then he's like, okay, I'll be a sales coach for for AT and T. If pause. you hear the word corral, run. <laughs> well, absolutely. Because <laughs> well, that's me, pressure. Let me pause you for a second because there's a lot of people out there that have that training, right? Oh, absolutely. And, so, I I think the takeaway from this is that what we're talking about. You can com- compound on exactly what you've been trained to do, right? So you've been trained to do features and benefits. You've been trained to go out there and sell this product knowledge to That's people. That's a start. Yeah, yeah, it is a start. Um, what I'm going to say is that, John, you brought up a really good example quite a few episodes ago about working in that environment and somebody buying a red cell phone case, mm-hmm. right? They didn't give a shit what the, oh, the product yeah. knowledge was. They just cared if it was red. Mm-hmm. And if you take your basic product knowledge and couple it with what we're saying here today of ask some pain points, what does it really matter to you? What are you really here for? And if they say buy a red cell phone case, go sell them a red cell phone case. Absolutely. Oh, did my go. daughter shop with you? <laughs> what? what? Did it my was, daughter? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't bedazzled. No, yeah. no, it was well, bedazzled. no exactly. Because, yeah, those are the ones I won't buy. But anyway. So, so. What what happens, right, is that, is that these features and benefits are actually usually fed to salespeople from the marketing team, right? And they're like, not like, oh, salesmen, but go yeah, on. Talk about this. Talk about this, yep. right? Th- this is going to earn you business when most of the people have never had a sales conversation in their life, right? Because marketing is educating for later Brand on. Brand recognition. Absolutely. Yeah, right? exactly. and, and things like this, right? So The long game. I'm working at... Uh, at not paying your rent. Yeah. I'm working at T-Mobile. 
decided I was going to leave, played poker for a while, and then decided I was kind of done with poker and then and got back into cell phones. And uh, the, the features and benefits were the same. They're, they're exactly the same. So all, all these competitive advantages that I thought that T-Mobile like had corner on the market, they're, they're, they were the exact same. So then all of a sudden I'm feeling like a fraud for like all the people that I sold phones to and like, oh man, best network, best because, coverage. Because you were. Oh yeah. No. Because, because once again, as a C, I hate being wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And I, my imposter syndrome runs really, really high pretty much all the time. So stepping into this new world and like, no, we've got the biggest network and we have the best phones and all this stuff. I'm just like, man, I feel like such a liar, which is not comfortable for me whatsoever. So I was in pharmaceuticals and <laughs> y'all keep saying best and it, it makes me laugh because our slogan for our top product was the best, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say what it was, but, and, um, which I, I would love Clint to talk about that, but we'll, we'll get to you in a minute, Clint, please <laughs> hold, hold your tongue for just a second. But it was, it's so funny because I was successful, not because I was selling the best thing and not to pat myself on the back, but I am here I go, but it was totally the process the relationship, the trust that you build. And so it would, that's a great example of the reason I bring this up is it's a great example of it wasn't the features and benefits. It was what I was bringing to the table, not the product. You provided solutions. Right. And I think that's just so vital. But (laughs) Clint, I think we've told this story before. I think I said it last time, but Clint, if you say best to Clint, like that is the best soda or whatever, he's like, I'll never drink that. <laughs> I'm only 9% of the population. Um, so, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Um, we got to we gotta figure out how to communicate with the 91%, which is some people want to hear features and benefits, right? People are geared as buyers to pry features and benefits from you. Free consulting. What do you do? How do you do it? They are trained to buy that way. We are trying to break that cycle and say that you have a legitimate problem and I have a solution mm-hmm. and it's going to cost. But how much are you willing to pay? And, and can I provide that solution at that cost? So let me throw a curveball here. Your features and benefits are what you need to hold back. No, you, I, I. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't give those up. Don't, For sure. don't no, be the whore that's just like selling it out there and throwing it out there. You say, hey, look, this is some sweet stuff. Let me know more about how this. I would love to dive into the horror analogy because it really makes a lot of sense. I won't, but man, but, there's but a lot of. that's a great. It, it is, you, you man. see where I'm going with this, man, right? I, I think about it. I mean, because. So to use a, a different metaphor, I think about you. it like poker. Right. So like like poker is a game of information. Right. So the later in the hand you get to make your decision, the more information you You have. So if you don't bet and you don't bet and you don't bet and you're all checking, I can have a pretty shitty hand. And since none of you guys have shown strength, I'm pretty confident that I can bet. Sales is the same thing. Right. So whereas if I turn my cards face up immediately upon getting them. You know, everybody knows. Everybody right? knows what I've got. I can't bluff, right? I'm, par- I'm par- probably going to get that off your hamstring. Absolutely. So I, I treat Good analogy. I treat sales the same way, right? Like I like it. What you know? What's your pain? Can I solve it? You know? Are you qualified to work with me? Because if you're not, you brought up a good point though. Work with me. That's a very different mindset than what most people think, right? Oh, I yeah, so, for sure. So that's that's nugget one is 
you get to work. Get quit to begging. Work with me. Quit begging, yep. guys. And quit begging. I'm a I'm what, a valued partner to your situation. Yeah. And if you don't trust what you sell, fuck, go sell something else. Yeah. Life's too short to be a vendor. Because be a partner. the the process works across the board, right? Yep, I agree. Right. Well, and, and flipping that script is so foreign to most people, right? If you set the expectation right around, hey, I might have to tell you no at the end of the same because I don't work with just everybody who who comes who comes calling along. I've said that to people and they've been furious. What the hell do you mean I might not be a good fit? And I'm like, I'm not saying you are or you're not. I'm just saying that like that at the end of this, I might <laughs> well, have to tell you no. Well, well, don't come across you. the desk because then that's a whooping you don't <laughs> want to take, right? Because I'm a hard mofo. So, I'm a salesman, <laughs> but I'm also a guy who will beat so, yes. your ass. Just so, telling you so, up front. John, in in your if you're a first year salesman out there and you and, and you're hearing this for the first time and and you're thinking, I'm going to walk into a, uh, a conference room or a job meeting and say, you might not get to work with me. That's really harsh probably to a lot of people's ears. Here's what I will say. What are you going to lose? No, and, I, and, and I'll say that because let me tell you, if they don't qualify to be in your process or they don't, I'm going to say rate because I'm cocky as shit. If they, don't, <laughs> if they don't rate to be a part of your business. Who gives a shit? Who cares, right? Okay, so there is a couple of really big factors that, that play into this thing, right? So, of course uh, there are. first of all, in my opinion, if you have never told a prospect, hey, we're not the best fit for you, and I and I apologize, but like we, we can't, it's just not going to be good if we move forward. If you've never said that to a prospect and you've taken on clients that you know are going to be pains in the ass and like not see value in how you work, if you, if you use a line like that, it's a gimmick and you should stop. Right, because gimmicks don't really get you anywhere. Oh, you sound like a goddamn salesman. Yeah, you need to be authentic, right? And so, go go have conversations with people, and if it doesn't match up, do not propose working together. Right? You don't propose to like every person you go out on a first date with. Be like your bank; you don't qualify. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, too many bad late well, payments, or but that's not a bad analogy because every bank loan process has a process, right? Yeah, that's called you, underwriting. You, you meet criteria, right? and I approve the loan, right? Absolutely. Why don't we approve sales? Why don't we approve the process? That's the way it should work in a perfect world. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to wear your ass out on the, that ba bad client that you're trying to fit a square oh, yeah. into a round hole. You're working your ass off because you need the sale. Guys, get your pipeline full of prospects, potential clients, other people you can talk to other than that guy, yep. the guy that's not a good fit. A shallow I mean, pipeline 100% impacts your your ability to like hold your ground, not discount. Okay. The and so why important. do you have a shallow pipeline? Because you're lazy as fuck. Get uh, off your uh, ass. Get hard. Get I, busy. You I love it. Investigate. <laughs> I, I, I love it because I agree because there's a lot more to what Doc just said than he's letting on. So, no, I agree with that. So there's a process that you have to follow. And if you're lazy, you're not going to follow mm -hmm. the process. It, I, you have a work day, right? <laughs> I know. What, what I'm saying is, is that, look, what Doc is saying, if I can, if if what Dude, I'm saying right now is that if you have a process and you're lazy in one element of that process, you're going to, you're you're just not going to bring in good prospects, right? You're not going to bring in good jobs that make you well, successful. Well, you're going to get to the end of the month or whatever so, your break yeah. point is, and you're going to be scrambling right. and you're trying to fill something. Straight so, a habit. So Model what, the habit. So what happens in in my world a lot is that if I'm not successful i go fishing yeah 
And, and I fish and fish and fish and fish until I finally catch a fish, and it may be a shit fish that I can't eat. It might be a grass carp. But you're hungry. I don't want to eat it, <laughs> but I'm hungry, so I got to take it, right? And right. it sucks. However, if I spend all that effort, right, focusing on the one big bass, the yummy fish that I want to catch, am I going to catch it? Probably, if I focus all my effort. And so, it will feed you a lot yep. longer and in, 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 in a better way. Yeah, that kind of gets us off, to- off topic a little bit, but... I want to say that you you absolutely have to have a process that people fit into, right? You qualify. John said it a million times. Qualify, qualify, qualify. If you don't qualify, that's okay. Don't don't start off with features and benefits and tell them all these great things about my brand new car that I'm about to sell you. Look, they may not want that shit. They just may not want it. They may just need a car to get to work, and it doesn't matter what it looks like. So. I'm going to back up a little bit because I think Owl dropped a huge bomb, right? And like a, like a severe nugget. And this is more for the, like the owner who's still selling, right? And you, you're hearing the person, you can smell the crazy on him, you hear him and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to charge him extra. It's never, <laughs> it's never worth it. Yeah. It, the, the pain in the ass tax is not worth it. <laughs> Cut bait. And if you're, if you're recreating your business to fit the one client, you're doing it wrong cut bait go go work with someone else real quick because they're out there hold on yeah paul had paul had a question about this can we can we get to paul's question because i I can't paul's our producer behind the scenes by the way paul's our producer he's an entrepreneur he's also a sales guy so he's also a fantastic singer yeah i want to i want to hear his question okay they probably just tell me they probably won't be able to hear me as well you'll repeat it so Along what you said with the pipeline, build your pipeline. So what about, you know, you've got all this people that you're talking to and prospects and like that. What if your prospect is literally like in the phone sales business, people didn't come, it wasn't a year long sale. Yeah. So what do you do when you have 10 minutes to sell? What do you, what do you, what do you attack on? What do you, what do you hit on? What do you So he said, when you have 10 minutes to sell, what do you. Good question, right? So, uh. For the people that aren't in these huge corporations huge. selling Absolutely. For businesses right. like yourselves, you guys are selling because you want to that. Okay. So if we're hearing you correctly, what you're asking is like, how do you manage that in a very short-term tra- tra- transactional selling cycle? Sure. Okay. Get direct. I Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, to go back to the, to, to, to the phone analogy, I don't have to qualify very much, right? Versus in a, like a very customized consulting sale. I got to make sure that you want to work the way that I want to work because there's so much room for us to be at at odds, right? And I think in Clint's world, in construction, that that's also a huge thing. And I think that for Nanette and Al, like the process is kind of more or less the same, right? Like like I don't, I don't think it flexes very much from like okay. company to company. But, I- but let's go back to phone sales for a second because it's, to me, it's a really good analogy. A guy walks in the door. And and instantly you puke all of this stuff about the new iPhone fucking 12s, right? You puke all this knowledge, and the guy's like, "Okay, sounds good, but that's I don't know how much does it cost." Mm-hmm. You you lost the guy, right? But if you'd have asked a question like, "Hey man, you came in here today. What are you looking to do?" Hey man, I'm looking to buy a new phone. Sure. Okay, what are you looking for? Because I've got a lot of different phones here, right? They all cost different things. Are you looking for a new camera that can take? pictures of the moon at night mm-hmm. because and, and you want them clear can i put that on my computer do you want them to just make phone calls just only phone calls absolutely right? yeah do you want them to be able to text do all this stuff? what do you need it to do and he delivers his 
demands. Let's say demands, right? His, what are the top three yeah. things he wants? Okay. Well, look, man, I've got three phones that can do that. I've got three. This one is, you know, A, B, and C option. A is obviously most expensive and it provides everything. B is this, C is that. And the reason I say that is because what you've done is discovered exactly what he's looking to buy. Of course. Right? Or, oh, okay, or you can say, what can is I brought stop you everybody? In? Can I stop everybody? That's romper room. They're coming to you. They're walking through the freaking door. Oh, I get right? that. No, but I get let's that. go the flip side but where you, you got to walk through their door. Okay. You oh, have I to agree. engage yeah, no, them. Yeah. That's, okay. in my opinion, a little harder sure. equation. But, I but, aren't you, but at the same time, aren't you in the room because... You're there for a reason. No, you got you got you right. made your way in. Maybe you got invited. Maybe you stopped by or whatever. But they need a service from you. That's why you're there. Don't disagree. It's similar, but yeah. it's a different process yeah. because the it, guy it absolutely is a different the process. Comes right? to you sure. versus you're on totally. the hook, right? Yeah, very for much sure. so. So now, but the point of it is, is that once you're in that room, no matter whether they came to you or you went to them, the, the process now is you have to uncover pain. You have to uncover what they're truly wanting to buy all right so that, let's that's back the up same process because we we kind of ran over nan a minute ago what I, I was say? just i was just saying instead of giving him options say now what brought you in i think i've heard that a million times when i've oh, gone yeah. into those stores that's what we were taught right. to say so yeah. okay yeah, but exactly. it's not wrong guys no i'm not saying it's, no, no, saying no it's okay, okay we're okay, trying to identify what the best if process loving is. you is wrong i don't <laughs> want to be right let's back up right because because there there is a gap and a, and a difference between like the things that we sell Right. in the B2B realm and something even like AT&T in the B2B realm. Right. Right. Because there were some people that are outside sure. sales reps for AT&T. Absolutely. They, they I'm not. I, I wasn't pooing any of that. I was just saying the 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 harder equation, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is when you have to go to the customer versus the customer coming to you. Absolutely. If you got yeah. great brand recognition, you need this, too. I'm not sure. saying you don't. I'm saying they walk through the door. Now it's you, you know you have a qualified customer. Somebody yeah. is at least looking. You want to talk about the hard thing, right? To, to use the tell me about the, the phone sales analogy. <laughs> the phone sales analogy Why'd is you laugh? the uh, we got paid know. we got paid on on data packages whenever I was there right so like you could have the iPhone yeah. or the BlackBerry or you know like like huge BlackBerry fan man, man. I don't want to cry guy, when right? you say that word so <laughs> if you if you had an if you had an though. iPhone right and and you know call it like the iPhone four right because it's called they've been around for a while and then you wanted to come in. I was supposed to talk you out of the iPhone because if you stayed with the iPhone and that data plan that came with the iPhone versus the BlackBerry data plan, I didn't get paid on that. So then I am trying to absolutely steer you in the wrong direction because my commission structure only rewards me mm -hmm. if I make you change certain amounts of, of features, right? And then that's when you get into for Amazon. That's when you start to deal with like people that are just there to like make a buck because they're only incentivized because companies will will dangle spiffs and and incentivizations and then take it away and uh that's not super but a lot either. of companies do that i mean across the board sure you know with, with big salesforce so if you're stuck in like i don't say stuck if you are in the genre of mass sales commodity type scenarios mm -hmm. with add-ons and built-ins let's address that i mean so when you look at your prospect i mean somebody who comes through the door you go to what's that look like i mean you you brought up a really interesting part about it being a commodity sale right because you know some people it is a commodity you know mm -hmm. um we 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 have a friend who sells boxes and so you know what well we live in a first world country most things are commodities 
Tell me that you can't buy a car or you can't buy anything that doesn't have a competitor or 10 competitors or 20 competitors. Name one. Oh, oh silence. You know, I, I mean, okay. I can't, but but there's the diamonds, difference. you know, on, though, right? But but there's the difference between like, you know, selling boxes. You know, we, we all know a guy who sells boxes, yeah, right? Absolutely. And if you are, you know, Amazon, you're buying your boxes, it's going to come down to price, right? Yeah. So what you are trying to just uncover is like, what is your motivation? What's the biggest thing? Yeah. How do we continue the conversation? Because, because like, honestly, with boxes, like you might just need a paper sack. <laughs> but I'm True. serious, right? Carried but my how, lunch all how, my years but, in high school. But how do, you, how do you know? How do you know what they need, right? But I agree. And, and where I go with that is... So it it's not always product, right? So when you say boxes, you're also talking about delivery. Oh, for do sure. they break? Absolutely. Do they, does the shit what, fall out of the bottom it look of good? it? Yeah. 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 Is yeah. it what you want? So there's always a new nuance of is what you're doing mm -hmm. where you want to be, and that's the difference between, in my opinion, being solutions driven and just being like features and benefits driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because it, because if I can get you the better box that fits your needs, right? If you've been buying crappy boxes and the bottom keeps falling out of them and you're tired of that, you might be willing to pay for it because you're going to turn them over less and then you still end up saving money. That's that's driving awareness and, and finding a solution to a but problem. But how do you do or that? Or the, but how do you do that? Yes, questions. What kind of questions? I mean, I, I feel like you're looking for a very specific answer yeah. here. No, so. I don't okay. think he is. No, so, I mean... There's a question behind every every issue, right? Oh, or there's absolutely. an introduction to, hey, probably going okay, but could I ask you a question? How how are boxes working out for you today? Sure, and we're going to have a whole episode talking about questioning strategies and like and like the best way to do this, but but really it's questions and not being attached to the outcome. Because here's the deal. If you see value in a certain thing that I can't deliver on, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall trying to make you see value. Oh, that's in it. a good point. Or better yet, if you mm -hmm. say that th everything's great, it doesn't necessarily mean everything's, everything's great, great in your yeah, world. So right? Absolutely. So, right? so another thing that I it happens a lot in my industry that you can't get attached to is when somebody does deliver you a pain because you've asked the discovery questions. Let's just say, hey, I, I, the box, the bottom of the box falls out constantly in these boxes. What's your solution to not having this? And Duct tape. But listen, maybe you don't have a solution, right? I don't know. That's okay. You don't have a solution. Get the fuck out, right? And there's be honest. A solution. For sure. Like, yeah, I, absolutely. Right? Your, your so, principle has got to so, be that you're going to deliver and be more on, truthfully and honest. On this theme of features and benefits versus pain, right? Because that's what we're talking about. One thing you can't do is hear a customer's pain, not have a solution, and then provide features and benefits that you don't have. Yeah. A lot of people do this. Oh, absolutely. So then you're stuck in a, you are literally in a hole with a shovel and that's your only way out. Hold on real quick. Paul had that question. We kind of answered it and then we just took off like running down a tangent. Paul, did we answer your question? Yes. It's mainly just for okay. the people listening. All right. Paul says yes. So, so we're good. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that you got you got a good answer. Out of I that. can't even remember his question, but anyway, <laughs> it ahead. wasn't important. That's why that's Ouch, why he's not up here. But he is. But he is. No, oh, look at Team what the, P. Hashtag Team P. Look at look at what the talent just spit out. Oh, we may not be here next week, guys. Technical difficulties. It's just a blank screen. Um. So, back to features and benefits versus pain, right? 
because I, I, I'm a firm believer that if your principle is not, I want you to have the best experience possible, even if that means that it's not me, that that is going to lead you down the path of, I just need to get my needs met by selling you something, even if you don't really need it. We're, we're in this process, John, I'm asking you personally, because you have a process. I do. Where in this process do you start out asking these questions, this discovery for pain? Where, where do you do that? Do you do that up front? Do you do that once you've done bonding and rapport? Or what, what do you do? Yeah. So um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about setting expectations and I talked about why I personally feel like it's such an important thing. And one of the biggest things is I'm going to ask you some hard questions, right? I'm a consultant, right? So, so you say that to him? What that I'm gonna that I'm gonna ask you hard questions. Yeah. I don't say it that blatantly because I do. I know you do. Yeah. Right. But I I'm gonna talk about the types of questions I'm gonna ask. Hey, I'm gonna have questions for you about like what you tried in the past. Did that work? Um, what your timeline is? You know, we're, we we got to talk about budget. You know, if we can't have those kinds of conversations, we're never gonna be able to work together. So is that gonna be okay? What John just said is really important because you're setting expectations on some really hard questions that they're probably maybe have never heard yeah, in a sales conversation, right? Okay, but I want to caution people. John showed it in a nutshell, and maybe most people got that. Sure. This is a process of getting to know your client, d- discussing. So we're breaking to when you are at that point mm-hmm. to discuss the process of, do you really have something I need to fix? Oh yeah, one of my one of my favorite things to say to people is that if if they're super clammed up, clammed up, excuse me, or they or if I get the feeling that their walls are up, is I'll I'll say a line of, of like, hey, can we just make an agreement just real quick that if we can't figure out what the ROI is of us working together, that we'll just call this thing over. I love it, right? Because yeah. then that puts all the pressure on me as a salesperson and lets them feel at ease, right? Which builds builds the trust and builds the rapport. And then we can just focus on the conversation because then when I say, you know, what what happens if you don't make a change? You now know that I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the art because yeah. because here's the deal: when you hire a consultant, right? No matter who it is, marketing consultant coaching consultant, CRM consultant, they're going to find something to fix. Like that's what they're there to do. Sure. But I'm trying to make you feel at ease around, Hey, if we can't agree on this thing to where you know what you're getting and there's a positive ROI, tell me to leave. Yeah. The other side of you being in the CRM business, we touched on it a couple episodes ago. Most people that you're dealing with may not even know that they have a pain that you can solve. Right. Absolutely. Because, I would guess that in in my business, most people are calling me to say, hey, I have a job that I need you to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Give me your best price. That's a lot different than they're not calling you. You're calling them. It's very different, right? So you're calling them. And and if you puked, and I call it puke because it very much is, if you puked all the features and benefits of what you can do, it probably falls on deaf ears more times than not. However... If you ask questions to say, hey, man, how are you tracking your data, right? Your sales data. What are you doing every year? The, the, and even that, even that, in my opinion, is, is a little too features and benefits no, right? But what data? I, I don't want data around my sales. No. I, I sell everyone I sit across from. But no, listen, you you're, you're setting a avenue to go down. You're setting an information highway that you're trying to get on to go down. But John just hit on, so when we speak to physicians... Have you ever had a negative outcome? Oh, never. 
Right? Absolutely. Their egos right. won't let them go there. Because here's the deal. It is super uncomfortable to admit to a salesperson that you have a potential sure, pain or that. gap in your business. Okay. But but at the same time, you you have to discover some pain. Absolutely. No, and you for have sure. to ask some questions. So here, in our in our business, the way it sort of runs is so when this happens, mm-hmm. right, or when something breaks or this doesn't work out, you know, what's your out? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. in John's world, if you don't hit your sales goal for the year, how do you how do you know what happened? So, Absolutely. So I let me it. so let me tell you. Right, I started this business in in September, and the first I don't know dozen or so clients was just me reaching out to people that I knew from networking for the website business and saying, Hey, I'm working on a new thing. Can I tell you about it? I'm, I, I don't think you need this, but you might know someone who does. And, and really, I would just love your insight because you've been in business longer than I have. Everyone is willing to take that meeting. So the, then I meet with them and I say, Hey, you know, here are the things that I'm trying to do. And here are the concerns from the people that I've heard so far, right? They've got huge gaps between salespeople. It takes a long time to ramp people up. There's no way to like forecast the future of the business based upon their sales pipeline and stuff like that. Inevitably, these first 12 people are like, I have those problems, right? So just by talking about it as, hey, I'm looking for this in a way of not trying to push my product on you. Here's my pamphlet. Take a look at it. You know, do you want to talk about it? Just talking about like, these are the people that I'm looking for. They can then say, I have have those problems. Oh, I wasn't sure. Let me give some insight. If you're a smart business owner, if you're a smart CEO, VP of sales, a decision maker, if you're a decision maker that can buy something in a company, you talk to a lot of people. You want to make sure your decisions are right. That's the only way you stay either profitable, in business, you work with the right people. So from a sales standpoint, understand that. They aren't just one and done. They talk to friends. They have networks that probably far exceed your networks. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. They're up the scale from you usually. Yeah. Right? And and so in a certain sense, when you bring that consulting attitude, not the sales attitude, but the does this make sense? on And, and then if it doesn't make sense to you, don't force it. Absolutely. Right? They'll see it coming, guys. They really will. I think that was brilliant what you said, John. You know, instead of... Features and benefit, you were like identifying pains, and they it well, kind of like put a light bulb in their head. That, you so, know. I see this all the time when I'm like out networking, right? You know, I'm at the networking event, I'm talking to people, I'm like, "What do you do?" And they give me their thirty second pitch. Oh, we're the best around. We've been around since 1891. Well, if I see value in that, aren't I going to see a little bit more value in someone who's been around since like 1875? Right. So now, like I like I plan to so see like this guy. So were you before electricity be or after electricity? <laughs> but like I'm just saying that like when you're talking about features and benefits, it's like, oh, these guys do that thing. Maybe someone else does that thing as well. You bring up a really interesting point because in my on the desk behind me in my office, I have stacks and stacks of vendors business cards, mm-hmm. right? And then I have a few out to the side that provide value. I know these guys. I trust these guys. These guys are the best. I only call these guys and I only recommend these guys. Mm-hmm. This stack is features and benefits guys that I met at a networking event, a conference or wherever. And they said, I'm the best man. When you need this. <laughs> when, Where, when where's you need John's this? card on your desk? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's in the stack. Uh, <laughs> Which one? The shit To the stack. right? Yeah, here's big on purpose, yeah. Al. But, but you know, you know, the point of it is, is that even even in your own networking and your prospect building, that you got to be careful about spewing prospect uh, uh, features and benefits versus pains, right? Mm-hmm. So you can even 
even as networking events and, and, and doing prospect, you can say things like most people have this pain and uh, Doc's out. He quit. He's taking no. a break. No, he'll be back. Um, so one of the things is with him is that I, that I have to, that I cannot uh, spew features and benefits because that's what they'll spew right to their referrals. So I have a stack of business cards and where I'm going with this is that sometimes people will tell me all this stuff. And then when I'm, when I'm asked, do you know anybody that does, let's just say concrete fin finished floors, really smooth floors. Well, I know one guy that's awesome at it. And I, and I have a stack of business cards of people that say they can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very different than discovering pain. For sure. So even in your networking, even when you're out there pitching your yourself just to maybe even not even clients, be careful about spewing features and benefits and saying you're the best and saying you're the best company and we do this and we do that. Discover, explain some pains that you've solved. Well, that and then it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure to carry, right? We're we're the cheapest. Oh man. Now, now you, now you forever have got to be the cheapest or yep. yes. we're the best or we're the fastest for delivery or, or whatever that, Wait, whatever what, that thing is. And what happens, so when, you, what happens when you don't deliver on that? Absolutely. Right. Then you're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, one of the biggest downfalls of features and benefits in my book is what happens when you don't deliver on that? Well, that's yeah. what I now, thought now, about. Now you're dead when to you, me. When you were talking about the concrete guy. And you have the one guy. What if he fails? Then you're they're they're not going to return would, to you. Would I they? would much rather a guy say to me, "Look, you have a you have a problem. Look, I have a solution to your problem. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's going to cost some money. What what is that money that you're willing to spend with me? Hey, look, I think that fits in budget. But just know, right? Just know that this may not all go perfectly." And if it doesn't, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Can we disagree to talk about it? That's a partnership, yeah. right? Absolutely. Versus somebody said, eh, it's, we do it every day. We got this. I got yeah. it. Don't oh, worry about God. it. It costs a million bucks. We got it. And yeah. you're just like, okay, well, they got it. And what happens when they, what happens when it doesn't, mm -hmm. right? Well, what you happens shift with from conversation to solution. That's right. You know, and that's way more important. So, so not only just being a salesperson and pitching features and benefits, versus asking for pain, but also be careful about the outcome of features and benefits for, versus pain. Because if you truly did mm -hmm. pains correctly and you truly got the information that you needed and you saw their solution, but you set expectations to say, man, look, in my business, it doesn't always go smooth. We're going to have some ups and downs and mm -hmm. I'm going to work through you with a partner. And when that situation arises, like John said, can we just have a conversation about how to move forward versus saying, I've got this. I'm going to do it for you. Right. I'm the best in the business. Yeah. Because when it doesn't happen that way, you're screwed. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so so then what happens, right, is we're using cloudy language back to prospects because they like cloudy language. But they love they love it. Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't it. they don't even understand how non-committal they're being, right? So they they say things like I want more business, I want more leads, I want I want, yeah. I, I need a bigger building. What does but, bigger mean? But guys, not only do they love it, they've been trained to get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Because everyone else and you said something earlier that I, I think is really important to talk about, you know, bringing value. Right. Which looked at in the wrong way is a lot of free work. Yeah. Right. Sure. You show up and you do the free audit, you know, because because this is going to highlight all the potential gaps in their business and things like that. So the you know, you got to be careful about where does the the value added line end in the free work line begin? Yeah. Well, 
Doc's back, everybody. Just yeah. in case you, what, were, what, you miss me. If you absolutely, old man bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Too many drinks. Forgive me. Exactly. But you do have to be careful um, with that features and benefits versus value added line, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. But also at the same time, when people ask you, what do you do and how do you do it? Sometimes there's an answer there that's not features. It may come off features and benefits, but you do have to answer the question to move forward, right? So don't always think you have to answer every question with a question. Don't don't be coy about it. Don't don't be stupid about it. Yeah. If somebody asks you what you do, don't say, "Well, I don't know what you need me to do." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a yeah. silly way to it's do kind it. Kind of insane. How much does it cost? Well, what do you want? Well, what do you want? Yeah. So be careful about that. Right. There is a line that you have to cross mm-hmm. because you do have to provide some information. They they they're entitled to some information. Right. Yeah. Well, why are you even there if you're not going to provide information about you? That's not features and benefits. That's answering a question and then discovering after. But you have to discover afterwards. Absolutely. Or before, because you can say, so important question. Why did you call me why, to the table? Yeah. Why did you ask? Why yeah. did you ask? Right? It sounds like that's really important to you. Yeah. I'd love to I'd yeah. love to find out let's why. Talk, yeah. Let's talk something about Get clarification. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, right? and especially, especially in this is me, the C talking, right? If you know the questions that naturally normally come up in a sales conversation and then you get a, you get a question that's out of left field. Where the hell does that thing come from? Yeah. Like, like I, I, I'm curious enough that I really want to know that. But how it, did we even get here? And I didn't know that. Absolutely. So, and Dan heard me say this, when you look at somebody and go, whoa, you just kicked me in the nuts. Why do you ask that? I mean, when you can honestly just say that, then you've got a good rapport going. Yeah. Go ahead and just let it fly. Hey, out of when you say left field, you're like, whoa, man, bit slap me. Tell me more about that, please. <laughs> I will say this over and over and again. For me as a high D, if you're out there listening and you and you resonate with me, you have to build all of this in bonding and rapport. You have to set expectations that you're going to be that way, right? So one thing you can't do is be friendly, friendly, friendly. Hey, I'm your guy. I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden get in a conference room and say, oh, by the way, now I have to ask you all these tough questions. That's really tough on the ears, okay? Mm -hmm. So if if you do your bonding and rapport right and you build a trust relationship and a valued relationship, these questions are easy. Well, so just real quick, and then Nan said, Nan said something, but it was under you, but I want to make sure we talk about it. Like you buy from who you trust, right? If a guy shows up and he's got a Lamborghini and he's like, man, a hundred bucks, you can have this thing. I don't trust that situation. No. Like, like what is going on? So the bonding and rapport leads to trust and then setting expectations continues that trust. So that way, when I'm going to ask you really hard questions, you might not even have answers, have answers to, yeah. and you definitely don't want to share with a salesperson we can at least have a conversation about it. Yeah, one of the things I want to I want to talk about here is as we go through these episodes, we're talking about a topic, but don't take us out of context, right? You really got to have some some backup. You got to you got to build some other things that we've maybe talked about in previous episodes. And, Absolutely, yeah. You know, to get to this yeah, point, this isn't one and done. Yeah. And and when you brought up the point of when you have to ask a question, sometimes you need to ask. There's a process where we we reference this in a, another episode where you sat with a really energetic individual and then mm-hmm. the owner's son, and then you. So oh, sometimes. 
you have the insight of being able to say, is it going to be okay for me to ask this question? Yeah. I really need to know this to make, and that's just showing your genuine nature but, to say, absolutely. this but is it's, But it's also setting great expectations. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing better than showing vulnerability to get information. Oh, right? ab, ab, to, there, God. To, yeah, that's, that, that's a... Like I could spend a whole episode on just like you can transactional analysis. And I'm there's okay, no okay other reason to so show vulnerability yeah, like other than to further the cause of understanding and getting a relationship built. Right. I, w- I would guess that I'm probably more direct than most people up here on this fact that I set mutual contracts before I ask a question. Look, man, I'm about to ask you some tough shit. Look, I, we're friends, right? We're, we're buddies. You trust me. I trust you. These conversations suck because because they're not comfortable, right? We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about these things. that They're failures, right? Because how do you discover pain if there's no failure? Usually pain is, is very linked to yeah, failure. Absolutely. So nobody, most people, I won't say nobody, most people don't like to talk about their failures. And when you start asking about pain, mm-hmm. you're talking about their failures. Especially in my world. And, and that's really tough, right? right? So without all of that bonding and rapport and trust and, and setting mutual contracts before you go into that meeting that says, hey, man, for us to move forward, if you really truly value me and I truly value you, we have to get through some of this preliminary stuff, which is me asking you questions about stuff that's happened in the past, right? If they agree to what you just asked and they say yeah hey man i know it's uncomfortable let's talk about it because yeah. i need to get through that you cannot do anything you need. let them, let them talk about eyes. their feeling doc mm-hmm. squint in his eyes but you know my point is is that if you set those expectations up front and those contracts between the two of you those questions that you're probably deep down nervous to ask or or just afraid they come a lot easier Nan's but been, that still feels a little forced, and I understand you push it well, probably I'm a, a little. Personality I know exactly. You, right? I think you right? lean in a little yeah, more sure. than I do because I, do, I, yeah. I want them to come to me with this yeah. guy's really a genuine guy, and he's asking me some questions that I feel like I'm safe answering. Right? Sure. I don't but, feel but, threatened by this. I think this is a decent conversation. So I'm looking at their agenda sure. of, you know, whereas maybe they're afraid not to answer yeah. yours because at a certain well, point I'm like, but, but oh, shit. Same, but at the same time, that's my workaround in my own personality. I get so, it. So if you're a high D, we're direct people, right? And, and the way that I get around being um, offensively upfront mm-hmm. and direct is by saying, look, man. I, I just have a process. I'm I'm very ta- – I say this stuff just so you guys know. I, I'm not speaking from the hip here. I actually say this to my customers. Agree with it or not. Hey, look, man, I'm a very direct guy. I ask a lot of questions and people get offended sometimes. I apologize for that. That's me. Um, I am going to ask you some questions to qualify you in my process. And one of those things is I have to talk about budget and I have to talk about some of your failures. It's going to be uncomfortable shit. I, I don't want to do that. But unfortunately, to get through my process and to, and to help me help you and to provide value to your customer, I think that we have to go through that process. And if you're okay with that, I'd like to move forward. If they say no, fuck it, get the fuck out. Yeah. Move on. Go find another customer that will because that's value and that's partnership. So. Nan's been very quiet on this episode. And I, I just don't think in the medical field, there's there's pain, but it's not at the level that y'all experience. So well, it's a little different. The thing that I think is interesting, right, is you have to get a doctor who, you know, you're the smartest kid in high school, right? 
you don't party in college. You don't have much of a social life because you want to get into med school. You get into med school, which is a brutal ass beating. And then you're a resident, which is like no life. And then finally you're a doctor and you make more money than the average person does. And you've got a lot of power. Why, why would you be a normal functioning human? Right. Sorry. <laughs> Just going to be honest. So you, some of them are, but yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of them are nice and social and everything else like this, but you know, most of them. Yeah. You, Nan, you have to get these people who are, like they view themselves as the top of the food chain, right? I give you back your life, right? On the table. Sometimes, right? yeah. Absolutely. So how do you talk about pain? How do you get people to admit that things could be better? Okay, because they pull their pants up just the same way no, I everybody agree. else does. I, No, absolutely. And they have businesses, they have so revenue streams, I they always have everything that a business levitate has. to the bonding report. I know I say it all the time, but that is the, I will not, I will never back down from as much as y'all fight me on it, that's the most important thing, 100% to me. Yesterday, I had a meeting with this group, and they were like, oh, yeah, we don't really, that's not something we're really interested in. And so I continued, I was not doing features and benefits. I was asking them, okay, so in your practice, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then the doctor, one of the doctors said, oh, well, we we just bought one of those machines. And I said, oh, all right. Cool. So uh, the whole time I'm interacting with everyone in the room Mm -hmm. and asking questions by the end of it, they were they the doctor was like, you know, I know we just bought that, but that makes sense. So it was in conversation. Um, My point being, you have to have (coughs) conversation. You have to talk and and build in that building in the um, bonding rapport. You are still talking about what they need you've described lubrication (laughs) (laughs) you've lubed them up (laughs) you've made it easier to slide in but i'm telling you it's (laughs) you are like so into that but anyway i'm being serious though i know because because what you said it's true it's so true but i agree with that so naturally to your personality that comes because you actually care, right? You actually care about warming them up and you actually care about solving their solutions um, from a person standpoint, a, a soul standpoint. I don't well, have I'm, that. I'm well, more solving their but, issues, but not listen, their solutions. But. But, but the point of it is, is we may look at it differently, but we both agree. We both said it in this episode that bonding report is very crucial in setting up the next step in our process, which is discovering pain and how we can solve that and add value. But you can't just jump into that. You cannot. You can. Yeah, you, you, can. can you can. It it's might offensive. work. It's you fine. can. It might work. It's a probably a 1% chance that you're going to yeah. move forward. However, you can flip that script and you can warm them up and set expectations and, and uh, mutual contracts, right? And you can do all those things. I agree with you there. As, a, as an S to a D, we don't do that very often. But I agree with you by setting that and actually. Because I think that sets your, you up for failure when you've got to win. It's a good point. But 100%, you did, you did not say that first. You discovered pain and then relinquished that information. That is the biggest kicker here, right? So most people, especially probably S's and I's, and really so much D's, are are. I'll get into this on our on our throwdown segment here okay. in a second. Al had a point a moment ago. Can we yeah. touch on that and then we'll get on throwdown? Session? Yeah, I mean we we vacillated between bonding and rapport and how to get to pain. You tell your friends and people that you trust 
the things that are the most intimate to you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you don't tell a stranger, somebody you don't know, Which hey, is this isn't person. going well. Well, yeah. but what I'm saying is, from a sales standpoint, understand the psychology of human nature. Why did people tell people the most important things that they're having a conflict over? Because they trust them and they like them. So from a sales, sales standpoint, when you come in with bonding and rapport, it is to establish that you can, Mr. Client, Mr. Prospect, tell me some of these things, and we can work on them together. Yeah. That's right? Point. So take that to heart in your process and i have a question for you al being someone who's very very people driven Mm -hmm. right do you struggle if uh if you don't build enough of that trust and then and then someone is kind of like shutting down on you is that is that hard for you to deal with as an i it it, well i know i didn't do enough bonding and rapport to get to back up and correct that Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes it, I just know it's going horrifically bad or the, the, you know, I'm about to run over a cliff because we have a time constraint, right? Backing up, sometimes you don't have yeah. the time. It, mm-hmm. You know, it just, yeah. you didn't do your job so, right the first time. So for me, I recognize that I did that. I do that a lot, right? I, did, I didn't warm them up enough. I didn't do enough bonding and rapport to get to the point where I'm at. And now I'm failing and I see that right in front of my eyes. Um. There's a couple of different ways you can do that. You can back up and try to work through that. And that's one way. Yeah. Me personally, as a high D, I, I just, I cut bait and run and well, I don't do it again. Is right? that because you don't like looking? Well, I don't want to talk about failures. I don't fail. I only win. <laughs> I mean, but that's insight, right? So yeah. I, I feel that I only win. So cutting bait and running is, Allows you to still is, win? is a tactical retreat. It's not a failure. Interesting. Right. All right. And- there you go. We're Whoa. time for the throwdown. Ready right, to go. Clint, speaking to the D's around, you know, pain versus features and benefits. All right. So as a high D, if you're out there listening um, in, in my world, your ego is going to get in the way of this really hard. Because you're ego driven and gut driven and you want to be the best in the room, your natural inclination is to spew, spew and puke features and benefits because you think you're the best, right? And on paper, you may be. Right. You hand out that brochure. You say, hey, look, I got the best brochure. I'm the slickest guy in town. I can solve all your problems. Just call me. That's your ego. Check that shit. Check it at the door. Find out what you really, truly have in your tank, what you can truly provide to that customer. Find all those things that you match up on. I have this in my arsenal. They need my arsenal. Go after that shit. And only after that shit. Awesome. Al, is our I? Uh, as an I, you're generally well-liked. Use mm-hmm. that to your advantage. As you begin your conversation, work the angle or work your you know your personality into a trusted position. And you can do that very quickly. I mean, if you're a really, really good I, they're going to feel your empathy. They're going to understand that as they begin to unfold what their sales process is or what their buying process is, that it it revolves around, I need to find a solution. That trust will go a long way. Ask the right questions once you're there. Don't blow it. Get to the crux. Go for the win and and understand their issues and then fulfill their needs. Interesting. Nan, is an S? So have you ever gone to buy a car? How do you want to be treated? How do you, what, what, 
I just, my, the easiest thing, I'm, I'm just going to, just for time, treat people the way you want to be treated. Sell to people the way you want to be sold to. It, it's ridiculous. Like, don't treat people. Don't try to scam them. Don't try to just help them. Just like you want, just like you want to be treated. I just, I know it's so s, but I, I really think that point. is so important. It's a, uh, right, sorry, we're not, we're not debating at this point. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, so as a C, um, understand that the things that you see value in, they might not, and that's totally okay. It's incredibly short sighted to think that someone is dumb or an idiot because they don't see value in the things you see value in. And as a takeaway, go talk to the people that you kill it for. Be like, hey. Why'd you pick me? You know, what did we do that made you want to move with us versus someone else? Why do you stay? Go take that information and then turn it into a process. And so that way you can ask questions around those kinds of things, right? If if they say, well, you're the best, what makes us the best, right? You're a good kisser. D- dig into that. And then on the other thing is that don't take the, don't take the stuff that you're being told to literally it's very easy as a c to take things you know i'm known as captain literal in many many circles so don't take that because everybody wants more business everybody on the planet nike wants more business right but what happens if you don't get it right that's that's pain and if you can get to that part of pain you know they're not going to lowball you right you're you're, they're they're on this journey with you as this person that they trust so that's Captain today's episode. Captain Literal. Captain Literal. It's a thing, for sure. Too bad he is a good Captain kisser, Obvious. though. Um, if you're listening to this, guys, uh, and you want to follow us on social media, everything is at Sales Throwdown, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you have questions from the field, send them to us. We'd love to kind of unpack them and talk about how each one of us deals with it. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, sorry, you had to witness Al kind of get up and walk out <laughs> sorry, of the room. Sorry, man, old man bit. bladder. Okay. Hey, run. Yes, man. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody that's listened to us this this far through the whole you know episodes that we put out there. We do appreciate you guys. You guys are the reason we're here. Yeah, we, you know we have a little ego wrapped into this, but it is really genuine. When we say thank you for listening. Yeah, come back and see us next time. Yeah. Leave leave a leave an honest review. Right. Please. If you think it's good, awesome. If you think we can improve, let us know. And Please if you let know, us know if you know someone who's struggling, share this with them. Yeah. Hashtag your team. Absolutely. Team D. Thanks, y'all. Aye. Thanks. Have a good night.